0: Hi,
1: and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 8. I'm here, as always, with Dylan, Cam, and Tucker. How we doing, boys? We're good. Sorry again about the delay uh, this week. Uh, we had some unforeseen problems uh, with getting everybody together, but we're here now. And uh, we're ready to jump right into it. So, um, our forbidden topic this week? Football. Football's over. Football's gone. I feel empty inside, but hey we we just got to move on. we got to prove that we're versatile podcasters. So if you talk football, you're taking a drink. Um, our winners and our losers. So for our winners, some big Oscar picks. The Oscars were this weekend. A couple weekends ago, we talked about Oscars. Uh, Cam, you had Brad uh, winning uh, Best Supporting Actor. I think we might have all, but you were the one who kind of brought it up. So uh, big victory for you there.
0: Appreciate that. Didn't see the
1: movie. It's a good movie, though. It, it was a good movie. Um, and then Joaquin Phoenix, we all had winning Best Actor. So, uh, big win there. Um, Tucker won uh, Wasted Take of the Week on Twitter, saying the patch shouldn't pay Brady. I hate that. I expect you to get some hate for that.
2: Shocked. Shocked I didn't get hate for that.
1: Again, like we said last week, maybe people are voting on their like least favorite take because maybe that was it. I think people just know the smart decision there. Um, And then uh, this week, Taysom Hill made news by saying he wants to be the franchise quarterback, whether that be in New Orleans or anywhere else. So, uh, uh, Tucker, you brought him up way back in Episode 2, I believe it was, for our quarterbacks that could go on to another team to start. So you must be feeling pretty good about that one paying off.
2: I am. And I found out something shocking about Taysom Hill today. How old do you think Taysom Hill is? I
0: don't know, like 26.
2: 26. 26, 26. He's thirty years old.
1: All right. Wow. Well, well, he's he's due. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I'm. I mean, he could be a starter next year. Maybe someone's gonna pay him. Maybe the Patriots will need him. I don't know. But uh, you're drinking their talk too, because you just talk football. But, um, so our losers. Uh, in Oscar news, we uh, nobody talked about Parasite on the podcast. That was a big winner. That director was an electric factory. Awesome dude. He was just like, I'm just gonna drink until tomorrow. That's a man out of my own ha- heart. And then uh, I want those
3: videos coming out of him at the after party. Maybe they had their own one in like one of those underground like situations. <laughs> but um, that dude was electric.
1: Um. And, yeah. And I did see one video of a celebrity at an after party. It was Paul Rudd, and he was off his mind, just like grooving Rudd, to the music. Nuts. It was so funny. Um, and then uh, Cam and Dylan, your wasted takes didn't get a lot of votes in our poll. And they both had to do with the Chiefs. So, uh, care to defend yourselves? Um,
3: yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I'm gonna get into this a little bit later, but I've kind of become notorious at this point, at least by a select few, maybe even just a select one person, that is very <laughs> you know who against you are. my takes. It seems they're a little bit too wasted, and I'm gonna embrace that role. I don't mind it at all. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep doing me. I'm gonna say some crazy stuff. I think it's what keeps the people going, keeps people listening. it has got to be some sort of factor there. Um, Chiefs 19-0, I think it's still going to happen.
0: Dylan, you had a lot of stats with yours, but people still didn't like it. I think I'm the only person who has put together a take that actually had stats involved, so I'm going to be <laughs> happy with my uh, uh, investigative journalism in that regard, and apparently nobody likes Especially me. Especially so. not for a football guy. So I'm just going to just start saying random stuff like Cam and maybe become <laughs> the random takes guy, and people will... Listen, because of that. Maybe the least waste to take of any to take ever. <laughs> but,
1: uh, yeah, so that's our winners and our losers. Um, you know, this is where the show is going to turn around because football's dead. Uh, I have to drink now, but football is dead.
0: So let's jump in no, to I... wasted takes. All right. Um, I guess I'll go first. No, I'm going first. All right. You You're know going why? Going because it's baseball time, baby. I don't know if you can see, guys, if you saw already. I'm in full Red Sox garb, and I am Rick rocking and ready to friggin' go you for can this
1: season s- you can see it on our instagram by the way at waste it takes
0: yeah okay so anyway so my take is simple the red Sox are gonna be good and here's why they got a lot of guys on the team that i have never heard of <laughs> and that's a good thing because all of the pitchers are not going to know how to pitch to anybody and so then they're gonna hit and be good
1: <laughs> I'm going to re- re- uh, withhold comment because my wizard <laughs> take responds very well to this. Uh, you guys want to jump in here?
2: I don't know what you're talking about, about not knowing any of the guys. We lost Mookie and David Price. Our lineup is almost the same minus those two. I mean, I don't see the huge difference in this team from last year's team, other than losing that huge piece of Mookie bets, obviously, but... Say that the Red Sox, that they're not going to know how to pitch to these guys. All these guys on the Red Sox have been in the league for years.
0: Yeah, so the only rebuttal I have to that is that last year, I think I watched maybe one game of baseball. So I don't know half of the guys besides the starters. And once somebody gets hurt, they're going to be terrible because there's nobody on the bench. Cam,
1: any comments on the Red Sox?
0: Um, But I'm all for it.
3: um, Red Sox, bad. Yankees, good.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. So let me jump into my way's take because it it goes hand in hand with this. So we can just have a general debate about it. But I think that the Boston Celtics are the next, the only team that are going to be a contender for a championship in the next, I don't know, fifteen twenty years. Uh, maybe the Bruins because uh, they might just have an off year this year. I don't have them winning this year just because they're so tired. But the Patriots, it looks like. I I saw a report today that Brady is dead set on free agency. They're not going to get a deal done before then. And if he goes, then things are going to start to crumble. And the Red Sox, I mean, they're terrible. They're a terrible team. They run terribly. John Henry, the owner, needs to go. Um, We'll get more into it later, but I just think that the the trend is coming downwards for Boston sports. And the Red Sox, man, just this trade, it could have been prevented, I think. Uh, like I said, we'll talk more about it, but I just think that it's a, it's a dark time to be a Boston fan and I think that the Red Sox are maybe the worst going to be the worst team in Boston for I don't know 50 years. I think they just screwed themselves over here.
2: Now, I want to get ahead of this by saying this is a stupid take. Saying the Patriots are out of it as if Brady is the only thing keeping that team together is ridiculous. They're the best defense in the NFL. They have a bunch of good pieces, and with a different quarterback, I think they can still make a run next year.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I just Belichick's getting older. You're losing, um, you're lose, If you lose that quarterback, who knows who's going to be the next guy? Um, and I just, I just think that the the walls are starting to crumble here. We're starting to see the dominance that has been Boston sports for the past. Uh, I don't know how many, 20 years, is starting to crumble. That's all I think. And I think that this Red Sox trade, the Red Sox were a strong team. I mean, last year they had an off year. They love to go first to worst. They love to do it. But I just think you're losing, your, the I don't know, a top two player, maybe the best player in the MLB, uh, in his prime. You're losing him. Price, I don't give a crap about. He can go. I mean, I, I think he was a good postseason pitcher that one year, and it was good to see him get over that hump, but I was never impressed with him from the start. I just think that they they have Pedroia going out. I mean, he was never a big help, but you know that's he, he's just been hurt and just like been leaning on the team. They emptied out their farm system to get that win in 2018. I think they're going to stink for a long time. I think the only team that you see trending upward right now with their acquisition of free agents and their young talent and their draft is the Celtics.
2: Now, let me get something out of the way from my take. I just want to say that the Celtics are very good. When I say it was a dumb take, I think the Celtics can compete for a title still. I was just saying the Patriots not being able to win a championship in the next twenty years. Bad take. Uh and I the Red Sox, I mean, I don't think they're winning a title anytime soon because I think the biggest thing for winning a title is pitching. And we've basically given up on pitching. We're not looking into getting a closer, which killed us last year. And we just are seems like we're emptying it out right now. So I guess it's full rebuild time. Let's get it started. Let's get some young talent on this team and work for the future.
0: And that's kind of like what I was trying to get at with my take. It's not so much that the – like the Sox just don't have any players on their team uh, besides the guys that have been on the team, but they're going to be all up on contracts because they're all rookie guys. It's just I look at what else they have, and they don't have much. So – When they actually end up getting into roles, there's a possibility that we have one of those situations where we get a lot of good guys that are young, and then they start to play well because nobody knows how they can play. Cam, uh, the day you've been waiting for, possibly, the downfall of all
1: Boston sports, uh, what do you got to say on the matter? So first, I'll touch
3: on the fact that uh, you're wearing Bruins, Patriots, Dylan's wearing Red Sox, and we got no green over there in the McNinch household. Um, so you're, you're saying the best Boston team is the Celtics, but you got no love for them. That's what I see. Um, to That's get the a little point. analytical, uh, the Celtics are not going to be they, – they'll be contenders. I don't think they'll be a consistent championship sports team because they don't have a star. They don't have a proven guy that is taking reins of that team. Um, if you look back at the previous – 15, 20 years, LeBron, Curry, Dirk, Tim Duncan, Shaq, D-Wade, both of them, Kobe, Paul Pierce with the big three, the Celtics have a bunch of B-plus, couple A-minus guys, but they don't have that one guy that can lead the team to victory, Um, the last team I can think of that did it is maybe the Pistons, and
1: I couldn't tell you what year that was, maybe the Kings, (laughs) <laughs> what? The Kings? I don't know what year that was either, but I know they won a championship somewhere in there. Yeah, so I think I think the
3: Celtics are good. Don't get me wrong, um, they play well together. I think until they can prove that they have a leader out there, um, whether it's Tatum or Kemba Walker or even Jalen Brown's playing well. Um, fun fact: Celtics are my least or my favorite team from Boston. I actually don't have a problem with the Celtics. I like the Celtics, so. Wow, um, if it's going to be, if it's going to be one of the Boston teams, why not the Celtics? I don't mind the take. I just don't think that they have it to be the next dynasty or to even win more than the championship.
1: Let me just give a quick rebuttal on my attire. And, uh, just because I don't think they're going to be necessarily good anymore. doesn't mean <laughs> I'm not going to support them. That's what being a loyal Boston fans all about. Do all you right? see my outfit? That's exactly what I'm talking about. We are going to be here in the dark times because they were there for us, you know, when we needed them. All right. Cam, what's we your to take? We have the greatest
2: take? childhood of all time.
1: Exactly, exactly. What's your ways to take, Cam?
2: <laughs> as you
3: guys may or may not know, the Mets are trying to sell the team, as the Red Sox should do. But the Mets have been struggling year in and year out. The management, the owners, decided that it's time to let it go. They tried to cut a deal, was it last week, earlier this week? Some Recently, they tried to sell it. It didn't work out. Um, I think Trump buys the Mets. <laughs> that is my ways to take. I think Donald <laughs> Trump will buy the Mets. Um, he's a New York local. He doesn't have a set favorite team. He likes the Yankees. He likes the Mets. He's been seen cheering for both the teams. Um, what greater slap in the face is it when everybody else is like hustling and campaigning and everything? worrying about who's going to beat Trump and Trump sits there and buys a baseball team.
1: Well, there is precedent to this. I mean, um, George Bush, uh, uh, George W. Bush was part of the ownership group of the Texas Rangers, I believe, before he became president. So, I mean, I might up his approval rating if he turns the team around. I mean, I thought I, I think we want to try to stay away from politics as much as possible. But, uh, I mean, what a banana! This take. isn't
3: political. This is simply saying that a figure who happens to be the president is going to buy the team. I'm not saying so whether I like or they, not. Why
2: say this is that that would be the worst decision in Trump's life because you can't win anything if you own the New York Mets. The, Nat, the Mets are a hellhole that just is bound to lose forever. So buying the Mets would be dooming yourself.
1: It's a factory of sadness down there. I mean, people would debate whether he has the money or or not to buy them, but we're, we we probably shouldn't get into that. But um, a-
0: anything on it, Dylan? Cam, I think that that is a hilarious take. I have no idea how you even came up with something like that, but I do think that that would be just absolute. Banana Land for anybody in <laughs> office if reverse. that ever happened. Let me just <laughs> let me <let's> ask <laughs> if just this, the headlines that would come out out of that would be just spectacular. <laughs> let me just, I'd be all in on the Mets. Let me just ask is this the beginning of a new
1: era for Cam? This might be the the troll Cam era with this take. I mean this is a crazy take.
3: Welcome. Take my throne. <laughs> I told you. I told you what I'm going to do. I said I'm going to I'm just starting not even a new leaf, but I'm gonna st- start going out there and just throwing crazy stuff. And if it happens, I'm a genius. I have, I mean, I don't have statistics to say Trump's going to buy the Mets.
1: I think there's zero but, evidence behind this take.
3: No, none. <laughs> but I gave you, I. How cool would it be? One. <laughs> how his his mindset and and what's the word um, cockiness to just. Go out and buy a baseball team, one, while everyone is in the midst of campaigning. Two, maybe he turns the team around. That would be even bigger. Trump does it all. He's a man of jack of all trades. Um, You know what? Love it, hate it. It's going to grab your attention. Um. I think it could happen. I like it.
1: Similar to the ball drop take. I mean, if that happens, I we about to say
0: that. I was about to say that. <laughs> we blow up for sure. Insider news coming straight out of Wasted Takes. we become just a breaking political news exactly. source.
1: Um, Tucker. I can't believe the ball drop. Wasted Take of the Week. Um,
2: I am shocked this year that the Warriors are one of, if not the worst team in the NBA. And Steve Kirk, has gotten zero. Like, no one's been talking shit about Steve Kerr this entire year. This guy had D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green on his starting lineup. Now that he only has two All-Stars instead of five, he can't win over 20 games a year, and people treat him like he was this great coach. The guy won a championship with four of the top ten players in the league, The year after losing a championship with three of the top ten players in the league. And people treat him like he's this great coach. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think he's a bad coach. And I think people need to start talking about it.
1: I think Steve Kerr is much like a baseball manager. How I said a few weeks ago that the baseball manager just needs to kind of handle the guys now. I think that he was kind of good at He must have been kind of good at that. Because you had four giant egos on your starting lineup. But I agree. I mean, the Warriors went from, I mean, perennial powerhouse to just zeros with the departure of a few key guys. I mean, I don't know if you start looking to replace him because he won so much and maybe there's they can get back to that level. But it's and I don't know about too much about coaching basketball, but it seemed like I mean, they kind of revolutionized the game. The Warriors, I mean, when they were first coming up, they were just bombing threes and it was run and gun. Uh, which yeah, was, but that was
2: before Steve Kerr got there. That was under Mark Jackson. They started the whole Splash Bros thing. And then Steve Kerr came in. He didn't find any talent. He just acquired Kevin Durant. And then he won a couple championships because he had the most talented roster of all time. And people treat him like he's this great coach.
0: Yeah, see, Tuck, I agree and disagree disagree with you on this one. Because I agree that... Uh, um Steve Kerr, I don't think, has done much of anything since he's been there. But I also disagree because I don't think coaching in the NBA is, like, that big of a factor in winning, oh, like, that's winning and losing games. Say. Like, no. at all. Like,
2: well, see, there's guys that's that's about it. Brad Stevens that made these teams what they were. Like, coaching makes a huge difference. Okay, it, like, it, it, it might, coaching it might, can make you a contender. It
0: might make you... Might make You might be able to develop some players, but in terms of, like, winning basketball games, it's just like you just let the guys go out there and try to score. It's all about, but like, But this is effort. still
1: a top
2: 15 most talented rosters in the yes. NBA, and they are the worst team in the NBA right now.
0: So do you think it comes down to the talent on the team or from the coaching, like them just not playing the coaching. well? coaching. Well, I just think it's they just co- aren't playing well.
3: Cam? So here's what I think about the subject is... It It is Steve Kerr's fault, and it isn't. I think having the luxury of so much talent on your team for the past five years has forced him to think that he doesn't really have to coach. I think the past five years, he's kind of just let his guys do their thing until something went wrong, and now after five years of you know being really good, he finally has to step into a coaching role – where before, he had Curry, Durant, Draymond Green, dahl, Clay Thompson kind of just running the show for him. And I, like you said, Dylan, I don't think coaching is a big thing. However, where I do give the Celtics credit is they don't have the big ego on the team. Like they did with Kyrie last year, and I think he probably made Brad Stevens' job a lot harder. This year, they have a lot of balanced guys who play well together, and... Brad Stevens is able to actually coach the team. And same thing with Greg Popovich when he had Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Ginobili. So I don't think coaching is a big deal. When you have a lot of talent, it's kind of hard to tell people what to do when they're so good at what they're doing already.
1: That's why basketball's so weird to me because I can think of a lot of coaches that did make a huge difference to their team, like Steve Jackson back in the day. Uh, is that his name, Steve Jackson, for the Bulls? I forget. But, um, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, Jackson, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Phil Jackson, I knew it was wrong. It sounded wrong coming out of my mouth. Phil Jackson, uh, Brad Stevens, uh, Mm -hmm. Pop. I mean, those are guys who I think that really, they really make the most out of their guys. <coughs> but then again, you look at teams that LeBron has played on with like, who thinks Ty Lue was a good coach when he won in Cleveland? Like, I don't think that guy spoke in the meetings. I think it was LeBron. telling him, sit down, little boy. I'll take care well, of this. LeBron's
2: a great coach and should be an NBA head coach one day. Oh my once God. He's you are going to catch something I for that. I don't about that one. <laughs> All right. He's coached three, champ- he's coached <laughs> three championship <laughs> level teams.
1: That, I mean, you you should have hold held on to that for a wasted take, because that was Yeah, bananas. I'm pretty
2: upset with myself for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump into uh, some topics here. So the big news of the week in baseball was uh, the Mookie Betts trade. The Sox sending uh bets and price away to the Dodgers for some no names. I mean Verdugo, uh, some guy named Jeter, first name Jeter. Um I no, don't that's even a know. Crazy one. I like I kinda <laughs> like that one. But like I said, man, I think that I think John Henry needs to sell the team. I think there's a bunch of reasons that this happened. I think number one is John Henry being greedy. I mean, this is a guy who owns a newspaper. He owns uh, Liverpool, who's one of the most popular uh, soccer teams in the world, from what I'm told. I don't pay attention to soccer, but um, he, shout out Simon. I mean, he and he just doesn't want to pay to get over to get under the luxury tax. And the problem with me for that is. The Red Sox are a top three team in the MLB in terms of making money. I mean, I think it's the Yankees, number one, the Dodgers, number two, the Sox, number three. You go to Fenway, you have to pay $20 for a beer – you have to pay five hundred dollars for seats. I mean, it's bananas. You have to, it's so overpriced. If he wants to play this luxury tax game, then he needs to start lowering ticket prices, not raising them. There was a report uh, right after the season ended, after a, an abysmal year for the Sox, that he's raising ticket prices. He needs to go, man. He is my least favorite owner in Boston. He's a he's and he's he's like then like he. I'm trying to think of the word. He hates you. other teams. So he write he has his writers at the boss at the Boston Globe write hit pieces on the Patriots. I know I'm drinking after this, but all the time. You never see anything bad about the Sox coming out of the globe. Um, all right, another thing is Dombrowski. Now I know you and you and I disagree on this, Tucker. Um, but Dombrowski is the main reason this happened. He sold his soul for that championship in eighteen. And while I appreciate that championship, he traded away all our assets. He gave guys big, big money. I mean, you're you got you're paying Evaldi who maybe had you know, a couple good pitching performances in the offseason, you're paying him that much money. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, the postseason, excuse me. I don't think he's good enough to warrant that money. Um, He's paying Chris Sale a giant deal. And while I love Chris Sale, he's on the downturn. I mean, he's getting hurt all the time. He's he's starting to slack. If you could have maybe let him go, let him walk after that championship, I don't know if I would have been upset with that. But I think number one offender is John Henry. Number two is – Dombrowski, and now we've just lost a generational talent. I hate to, I shudder to think, but maybe the next Babe Ruth trade with this, oh, because God. I don't see them doing well in the future. I don't, eight, Heim, eight, I don't know about this Heim. I don't know about this Hein Bloom guy. I really don't know about him. So, Tucker, I know you disagree with some things, so I'll let you jump in here.
2: Yeah, I am the number one person on trading someone away a year too early rather than a year too late, and Not giving the guy a huge contract. I always say pay a lot of good players over one great player. I just think teams that have the top player and the top paid player in the NFL in sports don't win championships. You'll see that with Mike Trout, not even a playoff contender. Bryce Harper, not even a playoff contender. Manny Machado, not even a playoff contender. We pay him that much money. We don't have the chance to make the playoffs because we don't have enough to pay the rest of the team. And I guess you can say just go into the luxury tax, but money isn't free at the end of the day. And these guys have to – like these guys still – their goal is to make a profit. So they're not just going to put an unlimited amount of money into the team – You have to understand that paying him this extra money is coming out of other players' contracts.
1: Yeah, I understand that. But I'll I'll, I'll rebuttal to you that you should go over the uh, luxury tax because why not? There's no salary cap in baseball and this guy's richer than God. My number two thing is that why are you paying guys like Evaldi so much money? when when you could be allocating it to other guys
2: pitching wins championships that's you, the
1: Evaldi's that's not a great pitcher he's decent he's not great he had one good game that everyone remembers where he didn't even win he didn't even win the game and everybody awesome, salivates though. it was an awesome performance and i felt awful for him that he didn't win the game but that was his really his only moment in boston the whole season he was kind of good he was okay i mean and then i remember when they brought in porcello and immediately gave him like a freaking giant deal. I think that might have been Sherrington, That might not have been Dombrowski. But it's like, why are you paying these guys this much money when you have well, a homegrown talent who is a generational a guy? Up. Yeah, he had one good year. Every year he sucked other than that. Uh not not that bad recently? Dylan, you are decked out in Sox garb. You are repping the, the brand right now for the Boston Red Sox. What do you think about this trade? What do you think about the future of the Red Sox?
0: Uh, so <clears throat> the trade is... Like, okay, i got to restart because now my head's in a jumble after that exchange between you and Tuck. But the Red Sox have been very good in the last recent years of signing, you could call it bad, but I'm going to say it's good, at signing guys that are just not worthy of the contracts that they're given. And you can look back all the way to when we had Bobby V as head coach, and we signed uh, Aegon and Carl Crawford and Jesus, that was a mess. And it, it's <laughs> like, and then and then they signed Rusne Castillo to a hundred million dollars, and he's never played in the MLB. The greatest
1: Paw Sox player to ever play, it, greatest minor league player. For
0: whatever ever. reason, the Sox are they just sign guys mm-hmm. at the wrong time for the wrong amount of money, and then they just have to end up folding against their literal best player and proven best player for his best time of his career, which will be coming up in this next few years for Mookie Betts. So why do we not pay the players at their best and end up paying, like you said with Chris Sale, players that exactly. are going to be like good for maybe a couple of years, but then this is their last... Hurrah, kind of after those few years. Because every player gets one big contract in their career. And this was Mookie Betts' one big contract coming up next contract. Everybody gets that middle contract that's like four or five years worth a shit ton of money if they're a really good player. And we seem to like not sign that contract and decide to sign the contract after when they're like going to be maybe good and then bad afterwards. People are saying that the Sox are going to re-sign Mookie next year. That's not going to happen. There's zero
1: chance that happens. No, I mean, they're no, so I, stingy with no. money. No. Uh, Cam, I know this is a very Boston-heavy subject, so, but uh, it looks like the Yankees are lined up for a wide-open division this year. I mean, no real contenders in the AL East, I'd say. Um, I don't really know much about the Jays and the Rays, but it seems like the Orioles have been bad forever. Um, what do you think about this trade?
3: So I'm a little in the dark like um, I'm feeling a little like Dylan during football season. Here you go, I'll drink. Get it in you. Uh, I'm drinking Cabernet Sauvignon, by the way. Very classy, it's a Ooh, new
2: one. Wh- what vineyard? But <laughs> it was Pinot Noir, Cam. It is Pinot Noir. I was just told by uh, <laughs> my <laughs> here. It's Pinot
3: Noir. <laughs> <laughs> she usually gets caps out. Anyway, what, what year? Um,
0: Do you have a label?
3: It's probably. 19. 2019
0: yeah, oh, that's, that, that's a good one that's they're a good cheap. year that's a it's
3: great, a great, year, great year all right um uh, anyway um yeah i think this trade was was great for the dodgers dodgers <laughs> been trying to get one for a while now i think we're going to see a lot of yankees uh, dodgers world series in the next five years ten years at least that's what i'm hoping for um Ales, you're right. It's not looking great. The Rays can pitch. um That dude pitched the crazy backwards curveball last year. Unreal. You remember that one?
1: I don't. I don't remember that. I did.
3: remember yeah, Crazy. um Yeah, I. I'm a big fan of the trade.
1: So. So from a Dodgers perspective, I agree. I mean, they're getting a you know, world ending talent and Mookie Betts. I think David Price is gonna drop off in the next couple of years. He probably
0: won't be No, David Price is gonna go to the NL and just pitch two hundred innings and have a billion strikeouts and win like fifteen games.
2: Yeah I, it's just no, I feel I like it's gonna happen. It's, I, just I don't, because we trade him I, means that he's gonna have a great Yeah, game. he'll
1: probably turn into the postseason like greatest of all time. He'll just throw like four no hitters in the postseason. But um in terms of the Dodgers, I just don't see the Dodgers as I think they are kinda cursed. I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs is a mess. I mean, they just no, can't no. see they it. They might have late. no one cheating against them this year. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I guess that's true, but it's just like the Dodgers <laughs> have had a tough go of it. And I think if you get a Yankees-Dodgers uh, series, that one's over in five, four or five. I just think I got the Yankees as my World Series champion this year. They finally picked up a really, really good starting pitcher. They have the hitting. Another example of a team that a giant market, a, a team that brings in buckets of money. I don't know what ticket prices are or what this deal is at Yankee Stadium. I've never been to a game there. You've been, right, haven't you, Dylan? No, No, You went to a soccer game I went to an
0: MLS game there. Favorite MLS teams out of uh, New York. No, it's not. Go Revolution, baby. (laughs) Um,
1: But uh, their team that just throws down money at guys, and they're just getting better and better. They signed Giancarlo Stan to that mega deal. They signed Garrett Cole to a giant deal. I mean, they have Aaron Judge. It just seems like the Yankees are getting stronger and the Red Sox are just getting weaker. But I just I hate this trade. Mookie was such a great player and I'm really going to be sad. He might stay in LA. I don't know where he's going to go next year. I don't think it's going to be Boston, but um staying on the topic of the MLB, do you want to jump in?
2: I just wanted to say that the Tampa Bay Rays currently have a higher chance of making the World Series than the Red Sox. Hey, I mean the, well, the Rays aren't bad.
1: No, they <laughs> they made it to playoffs last year, but yeah. Heim Bloom, the GM of the Red Sox, put out a statement um saying like we're gonna be competitive in the twenty twenty season. We fully intend to make a playoff run. What are you talking about, guy? This is clearly a rebuild mode.
0: Like, well, I mean you have to say
1: that. I hate it though. It's so fake. It's, it's like everybody read through it. He got he got destroyed in the replies on Twitter. But what a joke. I mean, ugh, I, I'm thinking about boycotting the Red Sox season. I might just become a full-fledged Cubs Cub fan in 2020.
0: Well, this is, this is why I'm all in on the Sox because you've got to love your team when they're not very good. And I, like I said, last year, the year after they won, I was a bad fan and I didn't watch barely any baseball. And now I feel bad for myself and I blame myself for the Mookie Betts trade. And now I'm back this year to keep the team on board. Well, last year I was I stayed with the
1: Red Sox even though they weren't very good. They're, but this year they're clearly not making an effort. I mean, they're not. They're getting rid of good guys. You had well, him but, under contract. But, I understand he was going to leave, but why not just hold on to him for another year? Yeah, I don't I like. You still have a solid base. You have JD Martinez. You have Chris Sale. I mean, you you have Benintendi. You have X Man who had a breakout year. You had Devers who was really starting to get good. Why not just hold him on to him for one more year? But let's talk about. The MLB in general. Um, notice how we're sticking away from football. I'll drink. But the MLB in general, there's some rule changes that have been, uh, I don't know if they've been accepted or just proposed, but it has to do with the playoffs. Dylan, I think you know a little bit more about it than I do on this subject, so I'll let you pull it up and break it down. Basically, what it comes down to is I think they're adding teams to the playoffs, and I'll just say that aspect of it I hate. I think they want to add, make it a 17 playoff. And that's just going to put so much of the league in the playoffs. It's like, what even is the point? You got you got the rules there, Dell.
0: Yeah, the thing here is that they're saying seven teams from each league make the postseason. post-season so that's NL and AL. Um, teams with the best record in each league will uh, will get wild card round buys. While other two other division winners and top wildcard team host all games of three game series in a wild card round. So essentially, there's a lot of postseason baseball to be played. So it's like, sure, you get more people in, more teams in, give more teams a chance, but how long is the season going to run? Yeah. Um,
1: what it comes down to for me is that I've always been a stickler about expanding the playoffs. Uh, I know they talk about it in football all the time. I got a drink now. But um, I just, I think that there's too many, if you have it, too many teams getting in, it's like, what's the point? It's like these are supposed to be the best teams in the league, but now you're letting in teams that maybe don't deserve to be there. And who knows if they'll win or not. But, uh, Tucker, what do you think of the rule changes?
2: I love it. Anything for more teams in the playoffs, I'm for. I think the NBA has the best playoff format. And NHL is also eight teams. And, I, I mean, NHL playoffs are one of the greatest playoffs in sports. It comes from, like, teams like the st louis blues to be able to make a run in the playoffs which is exciting th- like exciting like having teams that weren't like great all year being able to make playoffs like teams that maybe got together in the second half still having a chance it makes for more competitive baseball down the stretch i think and it also makes for just better playoff baseball because i mean i everyone likes an underdog story cam I think – I agree with you,
3: Tucker. Um, not so much the more teams, the better. But if you're in a sport where there's 162 games, I don't think that only letting – what is it, six in on each side right now? Five. Five. Six. Five. 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 Five with the wild card game, yeah. I don't think letting only that amount of people in is – fair necessarily because like you said, at the say a team starts really bad and makes a comeback at the end of the season and it just wasn't enough, but they're playing the hot they're the hottest team in baseball at the time. I don't think that makes much sense to say that six months down the line you were the best, but because at the beginning of the season you weren't, then you're not gonna be able to make it. So it's kinda like fantasy or fantasy football league in a sense. Hold on one sec.
1: Yeah, he's got a drink. (laughs)
3: I <laughs> had a drink. Also, Trey, you didn't drink for that. I did. Time. I you just did. Were what gonna... are you
1: talking about? I just took a huge sling. I'll take another one. Why not? Let's do it. All right, cool. Um,
3: so one of our big arguments in fantasy is whether points for or record should be the tiebreaker. And saying that record should be the tiebreaker is kind of like not allowing the teams that had the sec- the second half run to be in the playoffs.
1: That's why I was on the side of, of record, by the way, because I'm against yeah. allowing more teams in the playoffs. But go ahead.
3: Right. So it's kind of like that in the sense where, you know, the hot teams may not make it because they weren't great at the beginning, but they stepped it up when it mattered. Um, go ahead, put seven in there. I think it'll make it a little more interesting. Even cut down the regular season. I don't know if yeah. that's been a question.
0: That's we were
1: way. just talking about that before we started recording when we were going over stuff. But um, we were saying how now with this playoff, I mean, is it going to go into mid-November? Uh, is it not going to be October baseball anymore, like the fall classic? But I think what they should do is cut down the regular season if they want to do this, end it in August, and then
0: have the entire fall be playoff baseball. Uh, what do you guys think about that? So I think in principle, everything that you said about shortening the season and the playoffs, making it uh, more kind of like the NBA or the NHL. Is definitely a great thing for the league, and it probably would make more money because there's more entertainment value. And it's, it, but it's the age-old question with baseball: it's like, do you break the tradition? And it's just so hard for people to get behind breaking the tradition in baseball. It
1: very much is like an old-timer sport. I mean, you guys see, you see guys freaking out about bat flips all the time. But uh, Tucker, you got any any ideas on the on the uh, changing of the season or anything?
2: Yeah, yeah um, I've already said most of my piece, but I'm definitely also up for changing the regular season to be shorter. I mean, let's face it, no one's like killing for all 162 games besides the owners who get to charge for ticket prices for 162 games. Like, I promise you, the players don't enjoy playing the 162 plus playoffs and. You know the fans aren't really watching all the games, so I'd say shorten the season, make the playoffs longer is better for the game.
0: Yeah, yep. that, That's the thing, Tuck, is that um, I don't know if the if it's worth more money because the production cost for each game is so ridiculously high. Of course, they make all the ticket prices and everything, but in terms of people actually engaging in the season, if you had less games, I feel like more people would watch more of the games. I agree, you know I agree I mean? with that. So my, my thing is, like, what if you had a situation where uh, each team played five games a week always, and maybe they had some weeks where they only played four, and in that way they would make it so each pitcher, if you have a five-man rotation, would pitch once every week and they'd break for six days. Because it seems like baseball is coming to the point where every single – pitch of every single game is so high intensity on everybody's body just talking about the pitchers that they need those breaks and then they need to be at their best the next time they pitch and then five days comes around and they might not be at their best anymore i mean when it was the old times they just would have old lefty up there throwing 52 miles an hour every single game for 200 pitches so it's 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 like coming to the point with baseball where it's either they need to say, screw it, we're sticking with the the tradition and going with that the whole way through till the end of time, or we're going to actually change it up and become more of a, I don't know, more with the times.
1: I think that, I agree, I think that, I mean, I think they're scrambling right now because like we've said in the past, the league's in a tough spot with all the cheating and just the lower viewership over the years and people kind of losing interest, but I don't know. We'll see what they decide to do. I mean, I guess I don't know what exactly the rule changes are slated to be and when they're slated to come in, but uh, I guess we'll see. So in other league uh, things, uh, the NBA, uh, they just had their trade deadline. Um, Now, there was some uh, typical NBA drama about this trade deadline. We saw some drama with uh, Andre Iguodala. Uh, I believe he was on the Grizzlies. Um, and he was like, trade me to a contender, and then John Morant got all pissed off, and then Steph Curry clapped back at him with an Instagram picture. Uh, just basically Andre Iguodala wanting to ring chase and people being upset about it. Uh, Cam, you jumped up when I brought up this topic. So any thoughts on the NBA trade deadline and any of the drama?
3: Well, as you may or may not know, I am a Heat fan. Um,
1: you just said you were I a Boston love- fan. No, he said he he likes the Celtics the most out of the Boston teams. Oh, okay. okay, Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. Middle of the pack. Nothing crazy. But the Heat um, have been my team for a while now. I used to follow Shaq around everywhere he went. um, I respect that move. I respect that move. Yeah. So here's my thing. I think this makes the Heat – one of the most complete teams in basketball. So we have a star in Jimmy Butler. We have young talent. I'm not saying that we're going to win, you know, the championship this year, maybe not even next year. But if we keep these guys, I think has got a few good years left in him, always been one of the top centers in the league.
2: Tyler Hero is nuts. He's not a None, center. Not a center. <laughs> not a center. At all all right
3: <laughs> oh, well, like six seven. yeah
0: he's <laughs> tiny continue cam but
1: yeah sorry sorry
0: Go yeah
3: you're gonna catch some clout back for that one <laughs> uh,
1: he's a solid wow. player
3: yeah okay i couldn't tell you who the heat center is then um i still think we're pretty good a lot of young talent uh, i like the trade move um if we need to in future trade one of the young guys for some cap space or something, I uh, like the direction that we're going. Other than that, I didn't really hear much about the trade deadline. That was kind of the big one.
1: So. Yeah, I guess just because the drama, but it wasn't like a world ending move. I guess. I mean, in terms of what I root for, the Celtics didn't do anything, which I don't necessarily hate. But uh, the Warriors are saying they're ready to play the Heat. They want to play the Heat. Are you ready for that smoke? Ready for that action?
2: No, the Grizzlies.
3: It oh, just the Grizzlies.
1: Kind of, My bad, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies say they want to yeah, play Heat. Yeah, I was going to say. Are you ready for that action?
3: Yeah, I, I'm bad. I've am i been ready. I was born ready. I think the Heat still have the best home record in the NBA, something like that. Uh,
1: um, yeah, Tucker, any yeah. thoughts on the drama or anything?
2: Now, I love the Grizzlies. I think that the attitude of these young guys is awesome because I'd be pissed too if I was them. There's a guy that got traded to your team and said, I don't want to play with these guys. They're not good enough to play for me because he was a backup on a team that won a title. Congratulations on being a backup. Like, so was JaVale McGee. Doesn't well, mean that he was an – all. like, I'm sorry. Well, he was like, MVP he of the series. trading himself. He
1: was MVP like, he's of the series. a top series.
2: ten player in the league. Guess what? He got MVP when he was laying up because of his defensive effort against LeBron, when LeBron averaged 38 points per game. It was the worst MVP vote of all time.
1: All right. Uh, Dylan, you were we were talking about this before the show, too, and you were upset about uh, him not wanting to play for the Grizzlies, basically saying, like, if you showed up for a job, you're supposed to do it. Am I right?
0: Yeah, I just think that if you come in with the attitude of you're so much better than the team or you're so much better than everybody else, And I'm just not going to play. It's just like such a terrible thing to do. And and it seems like that is – that stuff happens in basketball. And that's why I always call the NBA is the NDA, the National Drama Association, because it's literally a drama TV show. (laughs) I've been saying it since I was in high school. Since LeBron did his whole like, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach, I was like, I'm out. This is a dumb – organization they play to the players which is probably actually good because they make money because they can just like promote the crap out of their stars but in terms of me personally i'm more of the like wholesome player i'm gonna do it for the team type yeah. of a guy yeah. and i just don't see that i in was the NBA. i was gonna say i
1: the reason you hate the nba is because there's so many of these guys that are purely in it for a ring when i don't hate ring like
0: chasing. yeah and it's just You know, it's not every team, it's not every player. It just seems like a lot of the times it's those types of situations that get highlighted and get into the news, and it just to me brings it down. And I think that draws people away. But again, the NBA is like the most growing. uh, It makes a lot of money. It makes so much money. It's just not for me, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I do
0: like the Celtics. At the end of the
1: day.
2: Andre Iguodala is a bitch, and uh, the only reason why he needs to go to a team that's already competing is because he's not talented enough to bring a team there himself.
0: Oh,
1: all right, strong feeling from Tucker on that topic. I have to bleep you on that one. <laughs> we'll get uh, more into the NBA as time goes on. Uh, we got They haven't had their All-Star weekend, have they yet? I don't think they have. They just picked nope. the teams.
0: I do but... like the NBA All-Star.
1: So, yeah, we'll get into that stuff, but um, – So, this is our big drinking topic, because we're going to have to talk a little bit about our forbidden topic. Let's go. Everybody gets your drinks out, because this weekend was the premiere of the newest football league, the XFL. Um, It seems like it was a success. People seem to tune in. People seem to watch. Um, I, myself, didn't get a chance to watch, but I will say, I I followed it on Twitter, and I looked at some stuff, and I was pleasantly surprised by some of the stuff I saw. I I heard that... uh, uh, Cardale Jones played pretty well for DC. Um, and I heard that, um, the kickoff rule was like really, really good. I guess what they did, Tucker, I think you know more about it. So I might let you, uh, take that one. But, um, my favorite thing about the XFL so far has been the interviews. They can interview players right after a play. They can interview a guy after he fumbled and say, you know, what did, what happened? And that's just an emotional moment for a player. But uh, So, Tucker, the kickoff rule, why don't you go into that and uh, anything you liked about the XFL while I take a big switch yeah. and my drink.
2: So, the XFL was awesome. I mean, the kickoff rule is a game-changer. and If the NFL doesn't do it, there's going to be people pissed off about it because it made the game safer, it made the people want to take the kickoffs better and allowed for big play possibility. There were no touchdowns off of it, but I imagine the next I'm going to say next week there's going to be at least one.
0: Can you explain more what it was?
2: So basically the kicker lines up at the 30-yard line. And um his team lines up on the other 35-yard line, five yards away from the defense. And basically the – so they're very close to the guy getting the ball. And – um the thing is with it is that they can't move until the um, guy that's returning catches the ball. Then they can move.
0: Oh, I didn't know that that was a rule. I like that. And
2: it just makes – yeah, it's like – so they don't have the full run up that they do, but it, like, allows the kick returner the ability to be able to run it back. And it allows them, like, the ability to get the tackle without maybe killing someone. What ha- what which happened? was nice, and there was – Still big hits, but, like, no one was dying on the field from it. And none of My those... favorite thing about the XFL, though, was the sideline coverage.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's similar to me. The
2: best interview I've ever seen was just ha- going into halftime. The kicker just missed a 35-yard field goal, and the reporter just immediately walked up and was like, what happened? And he's like, I- I, like, just so uncomfortable that he missed it, and it was just great.
1: Dylan, you wanted to get in there?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say, getting back to the kickoff, what if the kicker like came up short?
2: Yeah, so the ball goes to the opposite 45-yard line. So 45 oh, so yards from to,
1: the It's end kind end of so like kicking off bounds. Yeah, to okay. The 20. okay. So it looks like now, I mean, teams need to think about maybe bringing in a tackler as a kicker. Uh, maybe a stockier guy. You know, maybe there's room for, for some of those college guys. Remember that big, fat, giant kicker Wait, that so was on Penn State? Maybe he could get a job. Bill, you know, yeah, maybe I beef said,
0: up no. a little bit. Maybe, maybe I just need to go kick because I can kick it to – I can't kick it in the end zone, but I can kick it to a guy standing on the, like, 15. Can you uh, But tackle? I will
2: say the guy that missed no. the 35-yard field goal did proceed to hit a 55-yarder. Oh,
1: that's pretty uh, good. That game. Cam, you've that. been chopping at the bit. We'll let you get in here. Um, I'll just
3: go ahead and take a sip now. I'm a D.C. Defenders guy. I always have been by
1: heart. <laughs> I'm actually with you. I'm a D.C. Defenders, too. I'm That's my team. That's my team.
3: Cardell Jones. Uh, he they already fired school. their defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> oh, They're just firing people. You don't do it for one game, you're gone. But Cardell Jones has always been my guy. Big Ohio State fan. Led us to the ship. Won it in uh, 2014. Um, he has the famous tweet of saying, I can come here to play school.
1: All-time um, tweet. All-time.
3: All-time. Um, through... Almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, 60-something percent completion percentage. He's been here. He knows what he's doing. Um, I think that the XFL in general is awesome. Spring football is something that should have been made a long time ago, and I think if this lasts, it's going to be something that I can't wait to do fantasy for. I wish they had it this year. I don't know if they did or not. Probably not, but... That's just going to be so fun when we have no idea who anybody is. And at the end of the season, we're just like, wow, my team was good or bad. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, I haven't looked into much about the regular season. Was it 12 games? 10 games? Uh, 10, I think. 8, maybe? (laughs) I think it's Um, 10. I don't know how the playoffs work or anything. I got the defenders going all the way this year. Cardale is a force to be reckoned with. I'd put him in a kicker. Honestly, he's he's a big dude. He can tackle. He can hit. He can do it all.
0: Um, Dylan, you want to jump in? Yeah, so my big thing about the uh, XFL is that it seems like, like you guys said, there's a lot of excitement around it. And I was, like, watching a replay and somebody scored a touchdown, and there were dudes in the first row decked to the fullest like they were watching the Patriots play. It was really good to see – that many people engaged in it. And it kind of brought me back to when uh, I used to go to AHL hockey games when I was like 10, 11. And it was like the most entertaining hockey I'd ever watched in my life because it was those dudes that like really enjoyed the bruisiness of the sport. I feel like the XFL is like into the um, like entertainment side of the sport with like the interview stuff. And um, I don't know. It just seems like it's, you get your football factor, but you also get other exciting entertainment that you don't get in the NFL. And I think that is going to actually propel them to like viewership going up and actually having people pay attention to it.
1: Tucker, I know you're happy about this because it's just one more thing you can bet on, but uh, you got something else on it?
0: Lost a good amount of money this
2: week. Thought the overs were all locks. Three out of four lost. It wasn't great for me, but um. Yeah, the only problem I will say with the XFL was the quarterback play. Other than Cardell, quarterback play was pretty mediocre. They need to bring bring in some people. I don't know. Maybe if Taysom Hill doesn't get a starting (laughs) contract this year, I'd say maybe take an XFL role for a year, show your stuff, get signed. I think that could be a future thing, like backup quarterbacks move to the XFL for a year. Show that they can start in the NFL and then move back into the NFL. Yeah. Well, maybe like an offseason training. I don't know.
0: I I, I, I like want that. it to be completely separate. Just a also completely PJ different Walker, thing. Never not associated. Uh, PJ
2: Walker was another
0: quarterback that played well.
2: Yeah, I just, I just wasn't impressed by the quarterback. I didn't. I don't think I watched. Maybe I didn't watch the entirety of that game, but they didn't hit the over for me, so they didn't play well.
1: <laughs> so my thing here is. I remember when the AAF came out a few years ago and it seemed like there was a lot of fervor uh, in the first week. It was really exciting again. Not as much as the XFL this week, but I still think this league is going to fail eventually. I think it within, maybe they'll go a full season, maybe two full seasons, unlike the AAF, which folded after, I don't know, six weeks. But um, I just don't think, I don't know if there's enough room for two football leagues. I hope there is because people love their football and clearly that showed this week, but... Um, yeah, I mean, the XFL, off to a good start, uh, but we should all take a moment to take a nice big swig because we just talked a lot of football. So everybody take your drinks, and uh, cheers. Let's get it in us. So last round I'd like to buy because uh, this week, the in the eSports world, the Overwatch League started back up again. <laughs> their third year. Ben's going to hate us. third year <laughs> of going. Um, I know there's not a, lot, a ton of interest um, bet- between – Traditional sports fans and uh, eSports fans. But uh, I love eSports. I love Overwatch. If you didn't know, Dylan, Tucker, and I are big gamers. We, we play a lot of video games. Cam, not as much. He rolled our, his eyes at us. But um, So uh, Dylan and I and our friend Chris got together and watched. Tucker watched. But uh, this is a legit league, man. Uh, the Boston team is owned by Robert Kraft, the same owner of the Patriots. Um, they have some legit like, stuff going on. We were talking about the sponsors. They had Coke as a sponsor, Cheez-It, Reese's. They had a bunch they, of
0: stuff. They were plugging it in left and right. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I had to... Cam told me I had to drink because I brought up Robert Kraft. But, um, yeah. So, esports in general. Could they become a legit thing? Um, I know that I love watching the Overwatch League. I just play Overwatch a lot, so that makes sense. But I think it's really cool how they have cities along with their teams they have all their teams have cities and this year they're <laughs> implementing something where each team goes to their home city and plays a homestand now traditionally they're just playing in la in one place but this year the boston team's come to boston and i'm pretty sure uh a few of us want to go and get some reporting for ways to take so let us know if you'd be any interested in that we're going to go anyways but um tucker I'll start with you because you bet money on the Overwatch League. So you're you have the better perspective on esports. What do you think about esports in the future and how they're gonna evolve?
2: I love esports. I think that I'm gonna make a ton of money off of it because no one's making lines on esports that gives a shit about esports. So I think that's the best way to make money in sports gambling right now.
0: You can get it's the like, only
2: thing that I've ever made a profit off of.
0: Yeah, you can Everything do like else insider. Has just been
2: losses. But, um, I mean, I think esports is a future, I mean, a big future sport. Um, like, from year one to year two, they went from $10 million a year to buy a team to $20 million. They doubled the net worth of the teams, like the cost of owning a team in one year. And I'm pretty sure it went up again this year to like 30 million. P-
1: players are getting saying. paid like 100k a year minimum to play for their teams. I mean, 100k a year to play video games, that's sounds like my dream life. But uh Yeah. Cam, That'd as as the as the non-gamer of the group, any interest in esports at all? I like
3: sports, video games. I like Madden. Uh challenge me anytime. I will beat you. Um <clears throat> I'll go ahead and drink for that, I
0: guess.
3: (laughs) Um, The only sports I've ever watched were the big Fortnite tournaments that they used to do back when I was in that a year or two ago. Um, But also Rocket League, some of the most skilled players I've ever seen in my entire life. If you go on YouTube and watch Rocket League highlights from their competitive gaming they are unreal. If you ever played that game and know how hard it is to hit an aerial off the wall, these guys make it look like nothing. So that's kind of my experience with esports was never really big into Overwatch or anything like that, but uh props to the guys. It's it's fun. I guess people are into it. So
1: I mean, now so. that uh football's over, people are looking for another sport. I guess people like me. Um, but while I take
0: my drink, Dylan. So to me, esports is uh, on the rise simply because for whatever reason there's a lot of money in it, and a lot of people, especially uh, on the other side of the world, are very interested in the esports league. And growth follows where the money goes. And if there's money being pumped pumped into it, then there's going to be more people watching it, and eventually more people are going to, you know, be into it in general. So the fact that they went from 10 million, like Tucker said, to 20 million, is great for esports in terms of overwatch and in general i think it's uh gonna be on the rise as time goes on and if it's only 20 million i think trump should buy the dc team <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but there is there is extreme money in it if you watch uh they have league of legends tournaments in korea they sold out they sell out like <laughs> giant. that's world of warcraft bro don't even get me started but uh they sell out giant arenas like giant no, it's, arenas. it's
0: it's like kind of crazy to me to watch how into it they are because we're not as into it over here yeah but um there's definitely money in it and again money will go where money yeah, needs they to go like so,
2: we watch ESPN over there
0: back to cam's point
1: about sports games there's actually the NBA has a league uh 2k league where they each team has their own team and they pick players they have like a starting five they just play it virtually which is there's pretty crazy Is on it is there really I didn't know that
3: uh, one really? of the teams, let's get yeah. him on I, I, I should, I, so we gotta,
1: just, get his name to, and we'll to, get him on the pretty show pretty future pretty guests Future guest possibility. Hey, if you're listening to this from Pittsfield and you play in the 2K League, uh, come on the show. But um, I'll find his name. All right. Well, uh, that's our show, I guess. Um, we saw a lot of growth this week, so we're happy with that. So keep listening. Keep showing your friends. I know I talked to a guy at the bar. He was a big fan. Shout out, Bear. Um But that's our show. Um, We had some trouble this week, like I said, getting an episode out. So we'll be looking for guest hosts occasionally. If you have any interest in coming on the show, hit us up. We'd love to have you. uh, Just bring your hottest sports takes, your most wasted takes. Um, But that's episode eight. Uh, Thanks, guys. I had a lot of fun. Thanks for getting wasted with us. See you next week. See ya. Go Sox!